This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call, click slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get gold today. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. That's uh, that's a tough one to take. Losing at the buzzer, not from another shot, just missing a potential game winner. Pascal Siakam, Raptors fall 106-105 to the Golden State Warriors, wherein I believe Steph Curry only made two shots all night. Yeah, two of 16 from the floor. The scheme really was excellent. You had Fred chasing him around, very help-oriented defense, and the Raptors were able to keep him on lock the whole game. It sucks to lose to the Warriors when he goes 2 of 16. Coming into this one, the Warriors had not lost a game that Curry had scored 30-plus in and had not won a game where he scored less than 30. So this is the first of that kind. It was uh, the bench. A lot of guys coming in. Eric Pascal, Baysmore, Damian Lee, especially at the end there. Kyle Lowry caught with what is you know a weak foul, especially given how animated Damian Lee's response was at the end of the game. But Lowry caught with his hand in the cookie jar as Lee is pulling up. His hand is on the forearm. A lot of guys play defense like that to corral people. It happens all the time. Towards the end of a game, if if a guy's going to pull up as soon as you touch him, which is what happened, then you're going to have a call that upon review is not going to be turned over because... He did touch him. He was pulling up. You've got your hand on the arm. You're going to get called for a foul. Does that usually get called as far as without review, just off the start? I'm not sure. It was pretty weak. And Damian Lee, he was very, very animated, as I said. As it currently stands, Raptors go down 2-7. and seven. Damian Lee hits those free throws. Pascal rims out on a mid-range fadeaway. That's tough. That's really stinks to lose this one. Overarching stuff is the Raptors just weren't good enough on offense in this one. Probably you're going to have to look at the free throws. 
Pascal Siakam had a good game, just wasn't sharp enough from the free throw line. Lowry, four of seven as well. And especially since his free throws were so important down the stretch with the Raptors getting into bonus. 55% from Siakam, 57% from Lowry. Not good. Definitely not ideal. And, you know, the game, you can't just apply numbers to it and say it would have changed. But I imagine had more free throws been hit, the Raptors would have been in a much better position. I don't think that's too wild to say, but free throws are important. And the Raptors, definitely that's something that they have to improve this season. They've had a couple games now where they've been really bad shooting free throws. And other teams have won in close games against the Raptors where they shoot exceptionally well from the lines. The Raptors, a team that is supposed to be really mentally rock steady. You just got to get to the line, get into your routine. You got to sink them. Other stuff, I mean, the defense was really great. As I said, the scheme for Curry in particular, really, really smart. There were breakdowns because there's always breakdowns. Steph Curry is rapid off ball. He sets a lot of screens. Draymond Green is a great passer. They have some shooters on the roster. And Wiggins had a great game. So there was stuff to take advantage of for the Warriors. They did so. But overall, I would say a pretty impressive defensive performance. Offensively, obviously, if you just tuned in to the end of the game, you would think Kyle Ari had that thing on lock. He was... You know, he was great in the fourth quarter. He was a bullet coming off of any screens. The Raptors were in the bonus with like eight minutes left. But he's a minus 16 before that quarter started. He was really, really bad the whole game over. Hesitant when pulling up, passing out of open shots, and not applying really any pressure as far as a guy who's (laughs) on ball for the Raptors offense. And defensively, I mean, he wasn't super sharp. He's getting stuck in between those stunts that aren't really closeouts where he's trying to psych players out and stuff like that. It's just the first half of this game or the first three quarters was just not good as far as the Lowry is gambling away certain parts of it. And typically, this isn't me complaining about his play style. I mean, the Raptors won a championship with him playing this way, and he's always been a massively positive player. This game was on the wrong end of some gambles, most evidently the one where Damian Lee went to the line with four seconds left to put the Warriors up. But as far as, I mean, the rest of the game just wasn't really sharp. And the Raptors, with their inconsistent bench performances, I know the bench was fantastic against the Kings, but so many inconsistent bench performances, if you don't get steady stuff from all of your starters, you're already starting in the hole. That's kind of what happened in this game. Siakam, Fred, both really, really immense in the first half. I thought they were awesome. Chris Boucher, really, really impressive. OG Ananobi, I think a middling game for him as far as anything else. He's still missing the jumper offensively. Hit two corner threes. You like to see it. But as far as what he's actually bringing to the team on offense, it has to come along. And hopefully it does at a little bit quicker pace because the Raptors need him, and that much is evident, I think. And him being able to give you a little bit of playmaking off the ball as far as screen setting, give you some on the ball as far as dump-offs when getting downhill, and a little bit more aggressive when he's on the dribble, that's what you want to see. Now, has that been happening? Not at a consistent rate this year, and the disappointing part of that is he's not shooting super well. That'll all probably all come around. He has a great tracker, track record with the shooting. But in this game, more middling play. 
which is still all right from OG, but the Raptors, as currently constructed, obviously need more. The small lineup, I thought, was really intriguing. It made them super rangy to start this game. Starting lineup, OG at the 5, Pascal at the 4, Norm at the 3, Kyle at the 2, Fred at the 1. I, I like that. They had a lot of success against the Celtics when they were in the second round of last year. It was the lineup that saved them, basically. They climbed back into games. They won games with that lineup. It's awesome. And it was a middling return this time. Started out in the first quarter, couldn't get anything going. Weren't hitting shots. Siakam and Fred trying to get to the rim. The Warriors doing a pretty good job of walling it off. And going back the other way, just trying to remain rangy on defense to cover a lot of ground because the Warriors are so motion heavy. Doing a pretty good job of that. Offensively, though, falling in the hole. Sans Cruz Boucher, seven points from the bench. Raptors, any lineup that didn't have Pascal Siakam in this game, I thought was doomed. He was the best player on the floor. He was fantastic in this one. And I know there's jokes going around about him spinning before taking a shot at the end there, but it's a good look. Wiggins was playing the drive, pulled out a spin, got a clean look. It was a decent jumper, and it rimmed out. That's life sometimes. He's hit game winners before. He'll probably hit some in the future, to be quite honest with you. As far as his play, defensively, he was dynamite in this one. There's been a somewhat of a trend with OG Ananobi this season where his off-ball defense has been a little bit lackluster. But Pascal, offensively, defensively, the form he's rounded into recently has actually been fantastic. The grab-and-go aspect of his game has been really sharp. If he gets a rebound, he'll pursue a transition opportunity if it's there. Sometimes he'll push so fast that he'll create one that wasn't supposed to be there. That's great news. That's a really, really big boon for his game. The Raptors didn't do a bunch of it in this game, but he's good at creating out of the block. They mostly had him at the 45 extended on this one or kind of grabbing the ball in motion. That's fine, but I would have liked to see a little bit more in the post as it is. This game didn't have that. But his overall floor performance was just awesome. He pulled the Raptors in this one. And Kyle, Kyle was a huge part of the Raptors coming back at the end, of course. Fred was really good with a live dribble in this game. I thought that even though he missed shots early, he had some really nice stretches, honestly. And I know there is like a a chasm between people like myself who say that Fred is not a good finisher and the people who see like, that bucket he had on Wiggins where he used his body and finished way outside the circumference of his wingspan, spun it in, and they say, keep saying he doesn't finish well. I get it, totally. He has immaculate touch, but he got blocked like four times tonight, and he's just not good at finishing, not because he doesn't have touch, but because he's not aware enough of his surroundings and doesn't clear out enough space. And even though he makes the pretty ones... He has to make the simple ones too, and he doesn't create enough simple ones. And that's half the battle of being a good finisher. You have to produce easy, repeatable success for yourself. And Fred, going downhill, does not do that at a level that you like to see. There's a reason his finishing numbers are always in the low 50s. For anybody who wants to finish well at the rim, that won't cut it. You have a guy like Kyle Lowry who gets into the 60s. And he has a similar body type to Fred. It's about awareness. It's about using your body. And then the touch comes when you're crowded. 
But you need to find a way to get more room for yourself. And that's just kind of how it shakes out. But Fred, outside of the finishing woes in this game, he had some nice finishes late. But still overall, he was great on ball. I thought that with a live dribble, he created well. He moved well off ball. And I was happy with his performance. It dwindled towards the end. But on the whole, happy with what he brought. The Raptors... It was in the third quarter where things got really tough for them. They were down 10 at halftime. They made a little bit of a run to start the third quarter. That was with Pascal. But the Fred plus bench unit at the end of the third really struggled to score. The Raptors couldn't get anything going. And that's not completely on Fred. I mean, it's tough to pull bench units. It's tough to do that. But the Raptors, as far as offense, I would have liked to see some Matt Thomas. I don't know why Matt Thomas is in the doghouse. For whatever reason, Nick Nurse is really not liking playing him. I understand Stanley Johnson has some fans out there. I'd be remiss if I didn't point out he was a plus 10. His defense was good. He sprung himself loose for a fast break dunk. And as far as offense, he kept the ball moving, although he wasn't ever dangerous with it, as we know. But the defense was good. He was on the floor during a run. The one that was positive for the Raptors, so that's nice for him. Malachi Flynn was the first sub in this game. He was he didn't have a very good game, and that's how he's playing right now because teams are funneling him into a space where he's the scorer because they're kind of loading up when other players are off ball as it as it currently stands. If he's hitting his shots, he's gonna look really, really good. Otherwise, he's just gonna look like a guy who's moving the ball every once in a while hitting a shot out of primary action, missing a shot out of primary action, stuff like that. But he's he's a risk-averse playmaker and I think a talented playmaker. It's just we're not seeing a bunch of that yet. I think that comes in this game. It wasn't really there, but at least he didn't turn the ball over or anything like that. But nothing to write home about with him. Norm, not great. There's still so many decision-making gaffes in his game where you would think the decision that needs to be made is quite evident. He doesn't always make that decision and sometimes can make a decision that seems like anti that, the inverse of it, and it's catastrophic for the Raptors. And so there's a lot of shot making that needs to happen to make up for that. And we saw that last year. That has not been the case this year. The Raptors still struggling in his minutes. He's turning the ball over way too much. He's not really popping off as a tertiary scorer. If those two things aren't happening, that's not good. Because defensively, he is not what his reputation might suggest. And that's when I was listening to the Warriors broadcast, they talked about him like he was the perfect third guard. And they use that term, perfect third guard, because they, they have this idea of who Norm is that is last year. And certainly he could be that player again. Is it likely at this point? I mean, who knows? He's been an up and down player for some time. As far as his shooting, that surprises me a little bit because it did seem like he had a year and a half, two years of sustained 40-plus percent shooting from downtown. That falling is a tough pill to swallow. As far as his off-the-ball game, the Raptors used to just give him pin-downs to run through and give him dribble handoffs, and he would make good decisions. He'd turn the corner and get downhill, score at the rim. There just hasn't been that punch to his game so far. Terrence Davis... This game, I thought, was also pretty poor. Also has a bunch of decision-making gaffes, although not 
nearly the same amount offensively as Norm, but I would say a similar amount, if not more, on defense. He's just too aggressive defensively a lot of the time, and he gets picked off by screens because he's jumping up on ball handlers. And I think he sees that as like this good commanding defense but he's never ever in a good position to navigate a screen. And so he always gets picked off and it leaves him in a really bad position and off ball defense. I mean, he just does not move that well as far as in the Raptors defense, the Raptors in the fourth quarter. I mean, they're down 15, but Lowry brought out the Cape, got it close. They made their runs. They hit a couple threes. Fred gets to the bucket. It's 94, 93. They're down one after being down 15, Pretty good. They did a lot of full-court press to start that fourth quarter. Really brought up the intensity. The Warriors weren't prepared for it, and so the Raptors got a couple turnovers, hit some shots, generally just got the Warriors out of rhythm offensively. That goes from Steph Curry to Draymond. Basically, the whole roster was in a funk as far as that goes. 94-93. Oubre Jr., one of the worst three-point shooters in the league so far this year. That has not been the case the past couple of years. He's a middling three-point shooter, not horrific. He hit a three, and uh, they go up 97-93. Lowry draws a foul, bricks both free throws. That was tough to see, of course. But the Raptors, they keep doing their thing. Boucher, five fouls for quite a long stretch in this game. He's still playing a super important role as a weak side defender. He gets a block on Curry. Lowry comes back the other way. And hits a three, only down one again. And you're like, okay, the Raptors, it looks like they have their offense going. It looks like they might win this. Curry turns the ball over. He gets super flummoxed. He travels. Then what do we have? A Boucher tip in. And you're like, okay, it looks like the Raptors have the success. They have the tools to close this thing out down the stretch. Take the lead. Then Lowry hits another three. They're up by four. Roughly three minutes left. And then Curry finally hits a three. His first one of the night and his only one. And then so 101 to 100. Siakam draws a foul and he makes both. So that was nice to see. But then Boucher fouls Curry as he's driving to the bucket. And that's where you see there's like a minute and a half left in the game. You saw how the rest of the players performed in this one. And you're wondering... Can they make it a minute and a half without Boucher? And the answer, as it turns out, was no. I mean, Van Vliet gets blocked at the rim. He's trying to get to the bucket towards the end of the shot clock. Draymond Green finds Kent Bazemore for a layup. Now they're down, 104-103. Then Van Vliet comes down, next possession. Pascal finds him as a bailout, and Van Vliet hits a really, really tough shot, leaning against Draymond, bouncing off of him, floating it up, hitting the jumper. Curry turns the ball over. It's like, okay, the Raptors in a really, really good position to win this. Siakam gets blocked on a drive going up. Ball squirts out to Van Vliet. He finds Lowry. Lowry misses. Okay, this brings us to Golden State taking their timeout. Curry being doubled. Hand off to Damian Lee. Lowry with his hand on the forearm. Lee going to the line for two free throws. And then that brings it to Siakam, catches the ball in the backcourt, no screen, has Wiggins on him. And Wiggins was playing fantastic defense the whole game over. Sheds Wiggins with a a hesitation and a spin move. 
gets to a nice little fadeaway. Not the best shot in the world, but a clean look, which is most of what you can ask for late in games. Misses it. 106-105. Raptors lose. And a tough pill to swallow. A game they should have got. And there's been a few too many of those in the season so far. And you can't keep losing gettable games in a shortened season. It is going to come back and bite you firmly in the ass. And there's no way around it. And that's that's what happened to the Raptors in this one. They should have won this game. Reggie Evans' award is pretty easy. Chris Boucher, 15 points, 6 rebounds, 6 blocks, 60% shooting from the field, 2 of 3 from downtown, no turnovers, so rangy defensively. Erased quite a few mistakes that the Raptors had made. Was a release valve on offense. The hustle element of his game just added so much to what the Raptors needed to do. And he brought it as he's been doing game in and game out to start this season. He is firmly in the conversation for most improved player thus far. He's been that good. And he deserves a lot of love for his performances lately. So yes, the Reggie Evans Award goes to Chris Boucher. Top quick reaction comment is from Alex Costa. Quote, 14 of 22 at the free throw line. I love how Pascal slipped and Boucher got a foul. Refs were utter trash. I'd rather a blowout than the garbage I saw tonight. End quote. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Eric Pascal, not Pascal Siakam. Eric Pascal slipped completely of his own volition. And Boucher got called for a foul. As it turns out, that was a pretty big deal because Boucher fouled out. The Raptors missed him dearly as far as creating offense towards the end. That sucks. 14 to 22 at the line, something I touched on. That is a a huge missed opportunity for the Raptors, especially with Pascal and Lowry typically missing most of the the free throws that we're talking about. As far as rather a bloat than the garbage you saw tonight, I'm not sure. I mean, they had a shot at it, and you want to have a shot at it, and blowouts suck. So <laughs> I, I'd rather a close game than a blowout. This this game. There, there were a lot of things to be frustrated with, but I'll take a shot at uh, a win, you know, any day. And the Raptors are going to need more of those down the line. So we'll see. But Alex Costa, thanks for commenting. That's it for me, though. That's it for you, listener. That's it for us. But whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.